Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman with my tag team partner, a man with an airdish number of zero, Matt Story. <laughs> That's right. And if anybody knows what that reference is, well, you were spying on us when we were sophomores in high school. Uh, Matt, the Pac-12 has postponed the college football season, joining the Big Ten and saying that there will be no college football. The Pac-12 went so far as to say there will be no college athletics in the Pac-12 the rest of this yeah. calendar year. Uh, they also announced the non-renewal of Mike Yam on the Pac-12 network, which, as John Casano pointed out, it would be a shame since he was really good, but unfortunately not that many people got to see him because Pac-12 network doesn't go anywhere. That's true. That's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, did, I had not seen that. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, there's sure that's not going to be the only one. I don't know if that was because of, of you know, revenue shortfalls that are expected, but if not, there's going to be. I mean, you know, like, I know the Pac-12 network, as we've discussed, is not exactly the, the cash cow that they expected it to be or the Big Ten network at, at all are, but uh, it still brings in money, and, you know, there's going to be less eyeballs on it when there's no sports through the end of the year, which... I gotta tell you, I don't, I don't understand that one. And I saw, I think it was Jeff Goodman tweeted out, you know, didn't really understand the, the, you know, already canceling half the basketball season essentially. Um, and and yeah, I, I don't get that one. Uh, I mean, I think you and I have been on, you know, sort of a different wavelength on these. Uh, for me. Better safe than sorry. All of the projections in terms of having a vaccine are, you know, no earlier than by the end of this year. Uh, and by the time you know if it's working for the masses uh, and available to the masses, it, you're going to be in 2021 anyway. So I get it. Uh, I also think maybe there's some revenue saving this way. You're already losing out on a lot so by canceling the other non-revenue sports uh through through then that helps i don't know i don't know i, I don't know i mean I, I suppose it's possible um uh, you know i to me I, I think on august 11th uh, saying you know what's going to happen in november is is uh premature let's put it that way um you know the big 10 didn't do that now the, the Big Ten, you can raise questions about what they did because they announced the schedule and then seven days later they, they canceled fall sports. So what was the point of announcing the schedule? Nothing really changed in that seven days. Uh, so, you know, you can you can question their, their motives and strategy as well if you want to, but um, I just didn't understand that, I, I and I, I still don't. Uh, because, you know, the tournament is going to be slotted in for March. I don't, I don't anticipate they're looking at moving the tournament. Uh, I suppose they could, but I doubt it. So you basically just wiped away half your season now. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that's true, but you could at least still get in your full conference season. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I mean, you know, I suppose that's what you're hoping for, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's, uh, you know, there's been, you know, these discussions of bubbles and, and all that, and that's, that's the... Uh, that's the popular phrase of the time, I guess, um, because, it, you know, it is, and thankfully it's working well in, in the NBA and worked well in the MLS, worked, working well in the NHL, um, uh, WNBA, I guess, and, you know, so, I mean, that, they're having success with that. Uh, I think that's a little bit of a different ask with college kids. Um, I think it was Billis who, who, before the announcements on Tuesday, you know, tweeted out, I saw him say, you know, you could play football, 
kids aren't just average college kids. And I and I think that you know they're gonna they're gonna hold on to that like a you know the, the last the last fingertip grab they can is to hold on to the amateurism ideal. And so apparently they you know they'd rather you know kill the whole product than just admit that college football players are not the average college student. Yeah, I think that's a hundred percent true. They they need this. They're all. I mean, they're losing ground. The Senate's taking up a bill about a college athlete bill of rights. Not that yeah. it necessarily is going anywhere. Uh, you never know, I suppose. You yeah. Know, but yeah. Like the the worm is turning on this, and it is. It is, and and I just I you know I think you're right. It is turning, and eventually will turn. But you know to I mean, we talked about this a little bit the last time with the whole Pac-12 player list of demands and all that. Like, to expect that, you know, the college football, or I should say football, college sports powers that be are going to just willingly uh, go along and say, yeah, you're right, you got a point. That's not going to happen. And and so I think we're, you know, uh, they're going to cling to this as long as possible. I mean, if, if you were willing to, you know, say, okay, we'll, we'll you know, we'll treat these guys differently, We'll compensate them. I, you could have a football season. I think you could. Um, but I don't think they're willing to do that. And I have no no belief at all that there's going to I mean, you know, I, we, we discussed, and I know Purdue put that plan out to have a, a spring season. I, I'm lacking in optimism on that because I think that they'll rather try to have a full season next year than affect two years. Um, I, you know, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that? I think that they would rather play a, just volume of games. That you would rather play 18 games than 12 games. I suppose that's true. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, tough to tough to argue that, I guess. Yeah, and yeah, I, think, I just... I, you know, if you are a, a fan of the old school... You play. You could play in the spring a short season and have the Big Ten champ and the Pac-12 champ play at the Rose Bowl. You know. You could. You and, could. Yeah. And yeah. Then that leads um, you right into the end of spring training and the regular season of baseball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the I didn't see exactly their timeline. Their timeline is what to start in January, finish in March. Basically, yeah. For the for the spring and then and then start the next season in more like early October rather than early September. And play through mid-December. Through the, the norm, and then, you know, finish up and get on the January time frame, I assume, from that postseason. Yeah, so basically what it would be is the fir- the season this time under, and this proposal is signed, for whatever it's worth, by Jeff Brom, yeah. uh, would be to have an eight-game season beginning on Saturday, February 27th, and continuing through Saturday, April 17th with no bias. Oh, gosh. Okay. So I, I was off on the timing. Okay. Uh, so end of February. Yeah. And then you play the postseason through mid-May. Uh, so you're basically saying any, any draft prospects are completely out. Yeah. And then you can take up to three months off, no mandatory workouts, uh, yeah. until summer session in mid-July. That's a six-week summer period limited to eight hours a week. And training yeah. camp starting in September, basically Labor Day weekend, starting yeah. training camp, and then beginning games the first week of October. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I, I don't know. 
as with anything, with this whole thing, I don't know if you'll have complete buy-in on that. We don't have complete buy-in right now. I mean, you know, the, the Big 12 announced their schedule yesterday. So they're still planning to go. Uh, the ACC and SEC are still planning to go for now. So, um, you know, it's, it's desperately trying to get back into the Big 12. In the Big 12, yeah. They've abandoned that apparently today. But, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, this is this is one of those things. And, and you know, I guess, it, I guess it makes you kind of appreciate the fact that everybody operated under the same, you know, MO for as long as they did because – like having all these colleges, all these conferences be on the same page about how to do things. I don't know that that's going to happen, you know. So, I, I, I mean, it's an interesting idea. Um, but if the other, I mean, that idea I think goes out the window if the other three conferences do play in the fall. Because I think if you're the Big Ten and Pac-12, would you rather be on the same wavelength with the other conferences next year? Um I mean, wouldn't that stand the reason that, you know, everybody starts around the same time next year, theoretically? So, I don't know. You know, who knows? I agree with you, but now let me ask you this. If you're the the Pac-12 in the Big Ten, and you're alone in your principle on this, do you play a a spring season anyway of just the Pac-12 South and the Big Ten leaders and legends and... I mean, I, mean, I know be, they're not the leaders and legends anymore. I know. <laughs> I got you, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm thinking of this, and now I don't, I don't know if people would really, you know, like what's the, where's the line where you cut off between, you know, what's a game and what's not a game and what matters and what doesn't matter. But let's say you just had some, you know, some, you know, scrimmage type of things. In the, you know, rather than spring football, you do kind of that. You have your Pac-12 South, and they, they do, you know, you do five scrimmages. So each team, you know, scrimmages against the other. It's it's maybe not, you know, you know, just sort of a, so a like intramural a, like type a, feel. And you know? like the NFL joint practices. Yeah. You know, the quarterback's yeah, still wearing know? the red jersey. but Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, let's, I mean, I don't know, but, uh, you know, maybe you could have some fans attend. You have, you know, small crowds. You, you know, you sell some tickets. You put them on TV. I mean, would there be an appetite for that if there's no ultimate consequence to it? You know, I mean, I, that's, I guess, the question about all sports. Uh, you know, is there is there an appetite to watch ASU play USC if you're not really playing for anything? You're not playing for the division. You're not playing for the conference title, the Rose Bowl, the playoff, any of that. Uh, you know, myself, I probably would, but I'm not the best gauge because I'm a, I'm a football fan. You know, I love college football. I mean, this is... This uh, it stings for me because I love college football. I think you you know that probably better than most. That that is probably my favorite sport has been the last few years, and and to think we're going a whole fall without an ASU game uh, sucks. Uh, you know, so if you told me ASU would play, you know, UCLA in a meaningless game on February twenty seventh, yeah, I'd watch. Sure, and no, I didn't pick your birthday on purpose, but it just works it out is that a, well. It is a Saturday. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, um, you know, but I don't know that that it. I don't know. I mean, I honestly don't know the answer. Would there be a a massive call for that? I mean, in Big Ten country, you think there might be. You know, you told Ohio State fans, hey, you you know, okay, we're not going to have an actual season. We're not going to play for the title, but we're going to have four games, and we're going to play Michigan, you know, Purdue, Indiana, Illinois, and you know, would you watch them? Probably a lot of them would. Because, you know, they, they live and breathe Ohio State football. You know the Nebraska people would. 
Sure, sure. I mean, Nebraska, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. I mean, the, the big time Wisconsin, the big time football programs in, in, the, in the Big Ten would, and probably even some of the ones that, that wouldn't. I mean, you know, you're a Minnesota football fan. You'd probably watch them play. I mean, because, well, you know, I haven't I'm, I'm, gotten to in, in months. If you haven't gotten to for a while, and, and you know, look, we've, we've been through plenty of ASU games that ultimately haven't had much consequence. We've been eliminated from the conference title race in November. Uh, maybe we we're playing for a bowl game, but you know we've we've been into those games. Maybe not in the same way as when we were, you know, ranked in the top ten in November. But I've still watched them with great interest. I've still, you know, been very happy when we won and very upset when we lost, even if there was no long term ramification of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I've watched spring football games. Sure. I mean. That's what I was thinking as I came up, as I'm, as I'm sitting here formulating this idea, is we've had an appetite for spring football on TV. We, you know, these games are on ESPN, they're on SEC Net, Big Ten Net, you know, and there's, God, some of these places put, you know, tens of thousands of people. Nebraska had, you know, their stadium full a couple years ago for the spring game. Uh, so there, there is an appetite just to watch an inter-squad scrimmage. So if you could say, you know, hey, we'll have, um, you know, ASU will just play three scrimmages. Arizona, USC, UCLA. That's it. You know, is it is it the same as the season? No. Is it as exciting? No. But, but would I watch with some interest? Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. And then and then if you told me that hey, next August, you know, last weekend of August or first weekend of September, we'll be back to a regular season. Like uh, that's a reasonable compromise. I guess I I'd be okay with. Not that it matters what I'd be okay with, but you know, I I wouldn't I wouldn't pound the table too much being upset about that. I guess. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I think I think it'll look. It's viewership. It'll get people to watch. People and and that's exactly in. the thing. Yeah, yeah. Can you get enough interest for people to watch? Now the Pac-12 is a bad gauge for that because, as we know, you know, in terms of national interest, the Pac-12 is probably fifth among the Power Five, maybe fourth if you want to say the ACC. Um, you know, the ACC has a lot of. The non-Clemson. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Out, you know, if you take outside of Clemson football, uh, but even Clemson playing other ACC teams doesn't necessarily generate a great pulse, you know, among a lot of fans. Um, you know, but there's a lot of, you know, but the, the, the Big Ten, the SEC, the Big 12, they have greater national appeal. Certainly the Big Ten. I mean, these are the two conferences we're talking about comparing the two Big Ten, Pac-12. You know, you, you, you generate more advertising revenue, more national eyeballs on, you know, Ohio State playing Purdue than you would USC playing Colorado. Yeah. But is is some better than, not, like, for example, probably Pac-12 yeah. network programming. Don't you want that? That's something. I think so. I think so, yeah. I mean, I, I would say I agree with you that anything is better than nothing. Um but I do think you got to have a little bit of an eye toward next season as well and trying not to damage your next season. I, I, and this is a calculation that's been going on or has been going on with the NBA and the NHL, is how far can we go where we don't irreparably damage the twenty one, you know, 2021 season, basically. Um, I think they found a pretty good balance. Both of them are going to finish by, you know, mid-October, and both of them are going to kind of start up, it sounds like, or December sometime. We don't know exactly when. Um, but, you know, they can they can hopefully still get 82 games in or close to it uh, and have a regular type season. Not starting in the normal time frame, but at least 
you know, getting the regular volume in. Um, and I think that's what you got to have in mind here. And, you know, there's also the, what, what I said, and I mean, I'm not the only one to say it. How much does it matter that you'd lose seniors, underclassmen that are draft prospects? Does that matter? I don't, I don't know how much it does. I mean, is Clemson less interesting if Trevor Lawrence isn't playing in the spring? And they're a bad example because right now they're on pace. But uh, let's say Justin Fields, Ohio State. Yeah. Let's say, you know, Justin Fields probably goes to the draft after this year regardless. You know, they'd have another quarterback. And that's the thing with college sports. The players are, are you know, transitory. They come, they go. They're replaced by someone else. So would there be a, a mar- market less interest if Justin Fields and Chris Olave and those type of guys aren't playing? I don't know. There'd be other guys to replace him. Yeah. I think that, I, you know, you have the early enrollees eligible to play. Yeah. Especially if they yeah. have scrimmages and it doesn't count against their real sure, eligibility. Sure, sure, exactly. You know, yeah. Imagine yeah, seeing them train them in NADA this offseason. Right, now we right. Can, you know. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's no... There's no great answer, obviously, and, and we, we don't know, you know. Um, but I guess I guess that's the – those are just some of the questions I think you kick around. And I don't – some of them, quite honestly, like I said, I don't know the answer. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying these things in a rhetorical fashion like, well, I know what the answer to that is. I don't know. I mean, it sounds on paper like you say, well, boy, Ohio State, you know, they wouldn't have the – you know, 10 to 15 guys who are likely to get drafted. Maybe some of their seniors don't don't play because they're trying to get drafted. Um, but there's, you know, you know programs like Ohio State, there's always another train coming. And, you know, before Justin Fields, there was, you know, JT Barrett, and there was Braxton Miller, and there was Terrell Pryor. And after Justin Fields, there'll be whoever. I don't know the names yet, but there'll, there'll be somebody. Maybe we just see them a year earlier than we thought. Yeah. I... Sorry, the dogs are barking in the background. Ah, I see, I see. Or here, I should say. Well, they've developed a new thing, which is great. I love it. Now, Kelsey's dog, Lena, barks so aggressively that Archie gets scared, and he just Ah. dry barks, and he, like, whimpers. And it's very embarrassing. (laughs) I got it, I got it. He's not a, uh, not a uh, you know, fake tough guy, I guess. Yeah. At least he's genuine. You know, he's yeah, not putting on a, a fake image. No, he wants to be asleep on the couch and ideally not know if there's bad stuff going on. I mean, is that a bad way to go about life? Because if it is, I'm in trouble. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I, you know. I'm good with being asleep on the couch and not knowing if there's bad stuff going on. I'll sign up for that. Yeah, I mean, let's let's be realistic. Dogs seem to have it figured out. You know, they do. I agree. They're I, not. I agree. They're not. You know, he not stressed about the missing Pac-12 season. He understands <laughs> I'm stressed. He senses I know. my my. I know. Yeah. Sometimes, don't you wish uh, that you could just be like that in, that in the moment as a dog or a or a little kid? Oh, you know, similar in that sense. Uh, you know, a five or six year old kid. They don't know the difference. I mean, they're not hanging out with their friends, but yeah, they're not thinking like, "Well, man, there's there's no college football on Saturdays." What? That sucks. Yeah, all Archie's going to be thinking is, "Oh, we're getting more afternoon walks." What's the deal with that? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, like we talked about last time, and and we both agreed that, like you know, lately the time of year doesn't feel any different than any other time of year. Um, 
that'll certainly be the case in terms of, you know, it, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens with the other conferences. But, you know, if there's no college football Saturdays, man, it's it's not going to feel like fall to me. Not a chance. That just, uh, it's, it's hard to believe that. But, you know, we should be, what, three weeks away from the first one, and, and it doesn't feel like that. So I guess you just, just motor on like we've been doing. Well, yeah, it's going to be weird. The whole thing is weird. Um, it is. I mean, it's just it's uh, it's hard to believe that we're going to go a calendar year, and, and I guess we know that for sure, without an ASU football game. Uh, that's that's a weird one, and and of course we've discussed, and you know, if anybody's listening out there, we're gonna we're gonna still talk ASU football and do a little season by season retrospective to get our way through, which I'm looking forward to. We'll be we'll be a fun replacement, but I I will miss the thrill of live action, the thrill of not knowing. Yeah, that's what we've talked about. Like the, you know, with sports coming back now, not knowing what happens, there's there's something exciting about that. Yeah. Hey, we're gonna just embrace this mystery. I mean, I, I, look, I'm excited to do this. Uh, you know, season by season look back, and you know, normally we don't get that kind of time to do that. You know, we we say, oh, we should, do, and then there's something else, and they're saying, you know, there'll be other things to talk about. But uh, I'm kind of excited for this. Like, hey, let's just start in and look back and good memories, bad memories, good games, bad games, uh, you know, it'll it'll be fun. It'll be a fun way to get ourselves through what should normally be an ASU football season. Yeah. We'll get to talk about players we like. We're going to talk about names that we forgot. That's right. That's right. I mean, that's where I think this will go is, yeah, just, you know, like, uh, you look up stats and, oh, yeah, remember that guy? Uh, boy, and, you know, remember that guy who we always thought was going to be great, never really became it, or that guy who came out of nowhere to be really good. You know, it'll it'll be fun. We'll uh, we'll enjoy it. But there's there's nothing like you know the thrill of starting a season. I mean, I you know I remember what was it two years ago or three years ago when you came down for the opener? Mm-hmm. Was that two years ago? Herm's first first year. Yep. Um, you know it was it was a miserably hot night and uh, we didn't play very well. But there's something about you know starting a season and not knowing where it's going to go and everybody starts you know with theoretically not really but theoretically the same chance to win the conference win the national title uh, you know and and we'll, we'll miss that I'll miss that I, you know I think a lot of us will too but you know that's the way it goes I guess it's just another thing to add to the pile of things that are different about 2020. I hope we can get a basketball season in. On Me some too. level, almost more than a football season, because I, I feel like this is our one change. This is our window, I agree. I agree. I mean, I, I like that people are expressing optimism, and there's a, they're from a number of sources, you know, and, oh, we can do this, and, you know, uh, I mean, that optimism, and, you know, 75 cents gets you a can of soda right now, but I, I still like it. I guess it's better than the opposite. Uh, but, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, that's that to me is... Uh, it feels important that, you know, especially because we missed out on the end of last year. Um, you know, like football, at least we, we got a complete season. We, we got, we saw what this team did. We saw what every team did. So I guess if we have to go one with a weird one or a different one or a non-existent one, okay, you know, you well, bite the bullet. But, and you'll get but, to uh, see, like, there's no one who's a one and done in football. So if you land true. a guy, true. you either have seen you'll him or will see him. See him. Right, yeah. yeah, I mean, luckily we, we got two years left of Jaden Daniels, so hopefully 2021 we 
we see him or maybe spring of 2021, I guess. Who knows? I'll, I'll, I'll hope it happens. Um, not overly optimistic just because I don't know how realistic it is to do it, you know, two seasons in one year basically. But, um, you know, but yeah, we, there's, there's more hope for that. Whereas you're right with basketball, you know, we don't play this year. We're never going to see Josh Christopher play for ASU. I think that's a certainty. He is at ASU because he's required to not be in the draft for an extra year. Uh, if that requirement ends and he's never played for ASU, he's not going to say, well, out of the goodness of my heart, I'll go back for another year. Yeah, well, and Remy Martin. Nor should he. You know, Remy Martin. Remy Martin, have seen senior year. Game. Uh, exactly, yeah. yeah. His last game, Lawrence. Yeah, Marcus Bagley, who knows if we, you know, who knows? I mean, you know, he's a he's a fairly highly touted prospect, not as high as Christopher, but you know, uh, that's. I mean, one thing that's going to be weird on that note, you know, with football is like, I saw Joe Burrow tweeted it out, and he's right. You know, if this had happened last year, Joe Burrow would probably be looking for a job right now. You know, that that one year made him, and and you know that that feel that we always have with draft guys, where it's like, well, a guy comes out of nowhere, all of a sudden he's a big prospect, or the opposite. You know, start of the season, it looks like a first-rounder, and then by, by draft time, he's a mid-rounder. Will we have as much volatility if there's if there's no games or if guys don't play in the games that are played? Uh, you know, it, it's going to be odd. Yeah, it, it's going to look, I think, similar to the last year where high school basketball players were eligible, uh, where, yeah. so, where a lot of it's just going to be on measurements and word of mouth yeah. and you know. yeah yeah i mean you know I, you know me of course i always you know follow the quarterbacks and one of the things i always you know am fascinated by is the guys who come out of nowhere and become big prospects or the opposite like i said you know i'm, I'm reading todd mcshay put out his you know early mock draft for next year to fill content you know and i'm reading he's got three quarterbacks in the first round and i'm thinking well you know two of these guys right now aren't slated to play any games uh, and, and so will there be that, that change that we see where it's like, wow, this guy went from the top five projection to going in the fifth round, or will we just go off of what we thought already? Well, and, and we do have a small sample size, uh, and it's not positive of what happens with skill position players who miss right. a year of college with Claret. Right. Um, Mike Williams. Mike Williams, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, that's the thing, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's going to have long-reaching implications for players, and not just football, I mean, it happens in other sports too, obviously football and basketball are the ones we follow, you know, but, you know, high school kids that won't get their seasons to play, or, or will play them at weird times, and how, how that affects recruiting, and yeah, how it affects, you know, a college kid who's sitting out, can, I mean, some will probably be able to keep themselves in shape, and they'll hire trainers, and things like that, but some won't, some will, some will show up to their, you know, combine workout 50 pounds overweight. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be weird, like everything else is weird right now. Yeah, 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 but, you know, whatever. I guess, uh, you know, in in keeping with this calendar year, you know, September will be the NBA playoffs and the Stanley Cup playoffs and the U.S. Open Golf Tournament and not the college football that we're used to. But, hey, why would September be any different than August, July, June? May, April, uh, you know, so, you know, that's just the way it is, I guess, for right now. Well, and hey, you got, you did get a golf major. That's I did, it was a great one, it was a great one, yeah, it was very, very entertaining, and uh, yeah, golf's, golf's done a nice job coming back, um, 
and you know, I, I mean, you miss the fans being there, but but uh, it was it was a fun Saturday and Sunday for for somebody like me, short of Tiger Woods winning. Uh, what I always want is for there to be like you know ten guys with a chance to win on Sunday, and that's exactly what that tournament was. I wonder, as someone who doesn't know much about golf, do you think that this will create a different sort of mental makeup for the for the guys who are at the top? Because instead of having to put up with the pressure of being watched in person with mm-hmm. fans surrounding the fairways and surrounding yeah. the green, is it now the guy who ha- who has to be able to deal with his own thoughts? I think probably a little bit of that, yeah. I mean, I, it, you know, I've, I've listened and read, you know, some stuff, and, and it's all speculation, obviously. I mean, we can't can't prove it one way or the other, but, you know, I mean, the, the difference in in that major, and, and it was well played, but there was, what there wasn't, and maybe this would have happened anyway, but there wasn't a lot on Sunday of anybody really folding. And you see that most of the time. You know, most of the time that when you have 10 guys with a chance to win over the course of Sunday, five or six will fall back. Um, that really wasn't the case. Not many people in, in that in that group, you know, struggled on Sunday. And was that because there wasn't the pressure necessarily of, of you know, thousands of people watching and the, just the buzz of, you know, it's a final round of a major? It certainly might be. Um, and then some other guys, I think, you know, I'm, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of this guy, but, you know, Roy McIlroy has been kind of outspoken about, like, he's, find, he's found it hard to get going. He's found it hard to have the same, the same, you know, adrenaline, the same push because guys like him are used to having thousands of fans and eyeballs on them, and you know, it's it's not the same adrenaline that you get when you're just out there with a few people. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It, it's something yeah, that yeah. occurred to me as, as you know. Like with basketball, they pump in the crowd noise, and they sure, pump in the sure. music. Baseball, you still get your walk-up music. Yeah. yeah. Well, golf's a very mental game anyway. I mean, every sport has its mental side, no doubt. But, uh, you know, golf is, is very much a mental game. You, you spend, you know, if the golf round takes five hours, uh, the majority of that is spent not hitting shots. You know, it's walking to and from shots. It's it's figuring out what shot to hit, what putt to hit, where to hit it. So, I mean, if you're if you're not in a good place mentally, golf will eat you alive. And, and so, yeah, I mean, you know, being out there without crowds, for some guys, that may really help. For other guys, it may really hurt. You know, it's, it's been interesting to see, you know, the, the different reactions that people have had. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, you know, it's just one of those things that guys who have... You know, I don't know if it's the yips or whatever, but when they're around sure. a crowd, they have these issues. Sure. And now you don't have that. Will, will you see guys who you wouldn't expect to compete when when it's them, you know, basically playing the equivalent of playing at home? Well, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I know, you know, I don't, I don't anticipate that you watch the final round of the PGA, but I'll tell you, you know, I mean, the, the guy who won, Morikawa, a good young player, but it was mm-hmm. his second career major. If that's played in a normal atmosphere, and he's tied for the lead with three holes to go, and there's thousands of people watching, is he ready to pipe that shot on 16 that he hit and makes eagle? I don't know. Maybe he is. You know, I mean, I, there's no way to know. I'm not. I'm not second guessing the kid or or criticizing him, but you know, you just you just don't know. It's a different pressure when you got people watching. 
Um, you know, one of the guys in the final group was Scotty Scheffler, pretty much an unknown young young guy, first year on tour, played pretty well. He made one bogey in the final round. That's the type that normally in the final round of a major goes out and shoots 78 because, you know, the pressure is high. He's never had that type of pressure before. He hung in there, finished tied for fourth, uh, you know. So it, there's there certainly looked to be that where guys were playing a little freer than they might have normally. See, there is some stuff with what's going on that lets you, you know, explore the depths of sports and and not in a negative way, just in oh, a way without a doubt. Different. Without a doubt. I mean, golf's been a blast, man. I, I mean, I know that, that you're not a big golf fan, and I'm not going to try to sell you on it, but for me, it's been great uh, to have that every week for the last two months, and, and uh, you know, especially during... During this last week, and during the memorial when Tiger Woods played, like for me, I, I just like go to a different mental place in some ways. It's like nothing else really even matters. Like I, I would lose track of what was going on in basketball or football, or not football, but hockey. You know, like oh man, I forgot to ever check scores. Um, and so it, it has allowed me to kind of escape into a normal feeling a little bit watching that. Yeah. That's how I feel about reality television. Man, that's good. I mean, hey, everybody everybody needs those things. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not a big reality TV guy, but I know you are. And and so that's that's good. You know, those those things are good to still have that semblance of, hey, the, the world is still spinning on its axis. Yeah. We're, we're, we're still doing things, you know. And, and I mean, every day has that. But, uh, you know, the, the golf tournaments, and especially last week with the PGA, you know, it just, it just felt normal. For the most part, you know, I mean, uh, and and I didn't have to think like, oh, this isn't any fun, you know. I mean, the bat, the basketball, and the hockey have been fun, but it is different having them in neutral sites and things like that. I mean, it's you know, you can't help but notice the difference. Golf has been one that has probably felt the most normal of the sports coming back. Yeah, yeah, I you know, I, I think the game itself, it's almost like Hoosiers. It's still a ten foot rim. Sure, sure, but and it's been fun. They've done a good job. I, mean, I said that last week. I still, you know, they've done a good job trying to, you know, like you said, the piped in crowd noise and stuff like that, and you know, the same sound effects, and you know, it's it's been fun. But but you can't help but notice the difference of you know when the Lakers are playing the Nuggets and the roar that would come from the Staples Center if LeBron has a big dunk that you're just not getting in a in a mostly empty arena with just just the teams and some support staff and things like that. It's, it's just not the same. Yeah. Well, eventually we'll get back to all of it. We will. We will. I mean, you know, like I, I, I don't know if you saw it or watched any of it, but the, you know, the five overtime hockey game on uh, Tuesday, that was a blast. I, uh, I saw the been. highlights. I didn't, I didn't. Really I mean, I, I turned it on, you know, I, I keep TV on while I'm working and, you know, it started at noon my time and it, it went till past six. I think, I mean, it was, uh, it was, you know, pretty much my entire work day almost. Um, so, yeah, that was that was fun. Obviously, one of those that, you know, would have been amazing if it was at a home site, the team scores to win, and you got the fans who've been there the whole time and stuff. But, you know, it was still a lot of fun to watch and definitely a, kind of an NCAA tournament feel to go back to something we missed out on, you know, having these basketball games and hockey games all day, some of them at the same site. I mean, they had to, they had to postpone the second hockey game to the next day because that one took so long. That's a, that's very much a tournament deal. Yeah, and that's pretty funny. <laughs> it is, it is. And then the second game went to two OTs. So yeah, I mean, it was like, man, the, the Toronto scheduling was really a mess for a while, but they they got back on track yesterday, I think. Yeah. 
Well, we'll be uh, we'll be back to talk about ASU football historically from the time yes. we stepped foot on campus to today. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll get in some movie talk. Maybe we'll get in some. You know, we'll answer some great mailbag questions that we've never gotten before. Uh, <laughs> Sounds you know, good. Sounds good. It's really it's really open. It's uh it's still the freewheeling version of the Ben and Matt Sportscast. It is. It's it's not going to be uh, totally ASU centric. Although, you know, I think uh, probably maybe in a couple weeks we start with our our ASU look back and you know we got 16 years worth of football season, so we can we can get through some time with that. Yeah, we'll pace ourselves. But uh, yes, yes. Until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.